Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. Oh, come on. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. You're playing the game I started in 1969. Jesus wept. This isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. In 1938, the first issue of Superman released, and to this day, he remains one of the most iconic and recognizable superheroes to have ever existed. In a time when the world seemed at its darkest, the unwavering morality of such a character gave people hope as things got rough. Personally, I'm not a big fan of Superman. I understand his importance to our culture both then and now, but when I look at him, I see a man who can do anything, a man with no faults, and I find all that perfection so imperfect. He's too strong, too clever, too fast, too handsome, too moral. His world is one of black and white, and I find that finality restrictive. There's no room to grow, to expand, to explore. I think in the greatest of arguments, my answer is yes, I do think that Batman is better than Superman. Maybe he couldn't beat Superman in a fight, but he sure wins the prize for being altogether a far more intriguing hero. Hello, Jess, and welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror. Who's your favorite DC superhero? Hello, thank you for having me again. Um, my favorite would have to be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's pretty good. Yeah. I liked the first Wonder Woman with Gal, Gal Gadot. How do you say her name? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. I thought the first one was very good. I didn't like the second one, though. I thought that was a bit wrong. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's just so badass, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the, like... Oh, is it the oh my god! I don't know DC very well. I know Marvel pretty well, but not DC. It's like the the rope. Was it called the Whip of Truth or the Rope of Truth? Oh, I want to say Lasso, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you might be right. Lasso of Truth. Yeah, and like it makes people tell the truth. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I love Batman. Yes, Batman's Batman great. is very cool. And I think it's. <laughs> I think he must be a pretty cool character to have had like twelve movies when other DC characters get like. One. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Superman, but either him or I just watched um Black Adam yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. That just came out. Um I liked Doctor Fate in that. I thought he was pretty cool. He's like the Doctor Strange of DC. Yeah. Where he like manipulates time and space and I just love that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's give, cool. Give me all that sort of sort of um magical mumbo jumbo stuff, and I love that way more than Guy Who Punched Strong. 
<laughs> I think Batman's cool because it's like if you just had unlimited money and you could just be your own like superhero. Yeah, you know, it's a cool concept. And he's like tortured and brooding. He's like the the emo goth teen of the DC universe with the like the emo fringe and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> but who's your favorite Batman though? Who's my favorite Bat? Like out of the movie ones? Yeah. Oh well, god. Even- <laughs> All of them, all the versions of Batman. I don't know. Um, I just thought Robert Pattinson did a pretty good job, but oh, I didn't like him. Oh, really? Really? Not oh, really. Okay. Yeah. Christian Bale, I thought, did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I only yeah. saw Ben Affleck in the Justice League movie, which I did not like. Mm. I thought that was a bad movie. Yeah. So I think he would have been a good Batman if he had a good movie to be in. Yeah, sure. If you know what I mean. Like an older Batman. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even ask my own question. Um, like, you want to go back to the like eighties ones with like what was it Michael Keaton and? Yeah, I think one of the originals, but also there's been like so many different versions. I didn't like Robert. Like, definitely not. No, Robin. All the other ones were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, was that, that, like, was, was that the one with George Clooney? Like the young Batman. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, the Gotham TV series. Yeah, I only I saw one season cool. of that. Have you watched the series? Yeah. Is it really good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I really need to watch it. I've only seen the first season, but I was like, oh, I love this. And then yeah. you know, as you do, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably you watch put that. On, your <laughs> on my list. on my roster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that brings us lovely into our movie because our movie is all about basically a Superman ripoff because this movie, uh, it was Jess's first time this week watching Brightburn 2019.
So we get to open on some like heart pounding music. Like this, the music alone just gave me anxiety. <laughs> I was like, movie. No, too soon. We're only in the opening credits. Stop it. Because <laughs> uh, it sounded like it sounded like heartbeats, I think it was. It was like thumping drums or just a, a beat in general. And I was just like, oh, oh no, that's 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 setting off some anxiety. Stop that. No. It's definitely setting the vibe. Yeah, and it felt so like sinister and unnatural. Like it was yeah. it was a heartbeat sound, but it didn't sound Right, mm. which is great. We open on a farmhouse, number 143. We see the name Briar written on the mailbox. I feel like this is like, um, I feel like this, you could take this image, this frame of the movie and put it in like a Superman comic and it would look like it was like the origins of Superman. Yeah. Which I think is the point, right? This movie's like, what if Superman but bad? Yes. It is, but Jeff was saying that it's not actually endorsed by, like, the Superman. Like, by DC and yeah. Warner Brothers or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, no, they don't want anything not. to do with it, but it, so they don't actually say Superman or anything no. in it, but it's kind of like... You're kind of like... It's like the boys. You know. It's like the boys. Yeah. You're just like, Homelander is Superman. Mm. Just dick version. I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> haven't you? Oh, it's so good. You should watch the boys. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> Uh, inside, we see many books. We get a couple of shots of books on fertility, on pregnancy, you know, uh, how to get pregnant, how to increase chances of getting pregnant, all that kind of stuff. Um, the couple's sort of making out in the other room. And we, we get the idea that, you know, they're having trouble conceiving because you only buy this many books when you're having issues. Yeah. So it's quite an interesting start, I thought, as well. Um, the couple's getting it on uh, when the house starts to just rumble like the entire house is like an earthquake or something like that um, and also Elizabeth Banks with a purple streak in her hair fucking rocking it yeah I thought that too I was like oh, her hair's cool yeah she looks awesome with because they're supposed to be I think it's supposed to because we, we learn a bit about their past beforehand they were like you know they were outcasts they were kind of rebels and then they found each other and you know by the time we see them raising their son they're like, you know, they've grown out of their rebel phase and everything like that. But this feels like we're right on the cusp between mm. when they're leaving their rebel phase to when they're like becoming, you know, responsible mum and dad. Yeah. Uh, the rumbling stops um, and and the house is rocked. The entire house shakes and I think they like fall over or something like that. And the power cuts out. Uh, outside in the field, something has landed. It looks like an asteroid or a meteor or something like that has landed in the field outside. Uh, we then cut to some home movies. Um, we see a baby, and we're like, "Did you think? Like, did you? Uh, did, how much did you, of this movie did you know before you went in? Like, did you?" Sus- I didn't know anything really. All I knew was it was um, going to be if Superman was bad, like the, yeah. the concept. That's literally. So it. did you? Did you think that the baby was actually theirs, or that like they found it in the woods that 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 meteor that fell was baby? Oh, no, I didn't think it was theirs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I made okay, that yeah. connection, yeah. Awesome, yeah. The, the baby's slowly growing up. It does kind of look like the parents, though, mm. which is really weird. Um, I thought he was a really cute kid, too. Well, when the actual actor who plays the kid. Well, like... Or just in general. Yeah, the whole 
like his childhood and stuff. It was like, oh my god, he's so cute. And it's like, yeah, so wholesome and sweet. And it's, it's like but to lure to you the in. Yeah, it's to lure you in, so you raise it and take care of it, and then it hits the age, and it's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you all. Puberty. <laughs> yeah, basically, this movie's just like puberty. He hit twelve. Puberty happened, and he went on a murder spree. <laughs> uh, normal t- reaction to puberty. <laughs> yeah, normal reaction. You know, we've all murdered a couple of people, like our, our school crushes and stuff. <laughs> Um, we could tell by the voices that it's the same couple. It's Elizabeth Banks who plays the mum and the guy who plays the dad. It's the same couple. We watch the baby who then grows into a toddler, then a little child, and the movie is cut out. We now open on the Briar House at present day. Tori, a.k.a. mum, a.k.a. Elizabeth Banks, um, is looking for Brendan. Brendan is their son. Um, he's not in his room. Trying to get him ready for school. It's like... It's, She's, like, playing hide-and-seek with him or something like that. Yeah. They're doing, like, this weird whistle thing. Do you know yeah. what this is? Is this... It's ha- like, I think it's, like, you know, Marco Polo kind of thing. So yeah. She's, like, calling out, and then he's, like... And he's, like... Or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. So is it... Because the Conjuring did this as well with claps. Is there just, like, many variants on the, of Marco Polo, is there? I guess it's just, I like, their so. own little thing. Yeah. Because she starts whistling, and he whistles back, and that's how they sort of find each other, I guess. And this part I found creepy already, even though, like, nothing was happening. Mm. It was just, like, really suspenseful. It's, I think it's because the house was, like, so quiet. Mm. Like, the house is really quiet, and then you just hear, like, from the other room. Yeah. And he's like, and it's, like, <laughs> creepy when you do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like The Conjuring with the claps, you know. Mm. Have you seen The Conjuring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do the clap, the hide-and-seek mm. thing. It's, I guess it's like that, but with whistles instead of claps. Yeah. And I think because I knew it was going to be dark, I was like, something's going to happen. Like, yeah. She was looking for him, like, he's going to come and You're like betting this movie to start out, like, <laughs> at full pace. Um, she sort of mumbles that he should know, that he knows better than to go to the barn as she heads outside to look for him. It's weird because she hears the whistles and, like, goes to another room and then she hears a whistle and it's somewhere else in the house. And I was like, is this kid already got superpowers or mm. I, I wasn't really sure it, like because I'd already seen this movie before I knew like the basis of what happens but I was like does he already have superpowers at this point but I don't think he does not yet yeah or if he did he probably didn't know about it because it seems mm. like he's discovering them he's discovering it throughout the movie because yeah. Yeah. it seems to be like but they do mention that he's like never been hurt Mm-hmm. So you must have, like, a base level of, like, superpower. Mm, yeah. But maybe, like, the super strength and, like, laser eyes and stuff like that didn't come till later. <laughs> <laughs> P- like, like we said, puberty hit, and he was just like, laser eyes. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. so um, Tori goes out to the stables, looking for him, or the barn, rather, uh, where Brandon jumps out to scare her. It's, it's not actually scary, it's just like a boo. Scared your mum. Yeah. I got scared. <laughs> I jumped. <laughs> you jumped. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, Tori mentions that um, Brendan will always be her baby boy, no matter what happens. Very cute. Oh, um, this is all, like, gonna come back later, because she says it. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, because she thinks of him as the miracle baby. You know, they were trying for ages to have a baby, and then God delivered one from the sky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that wasn't God. <laughs> <laughs> they meet up with Kyle, who's 
um, Tori's partner, uh, Brendan's dad. Um, so we've got Kyle, Brendan, and Tori. That's our Briar family. Who reminds Brendan the rules about staying away from the barn. Um, he's, he's, he says that the, he's worried that the barn is dangerous. But we know that's not really the case. Mm-hmm. There's something about this barn that they're trying to keep him away from. Yeah, I didn't really click on that at first. Not at first, no, because they're just like, it just sounds like um, like parental worry, you know? Yeah. You know, there's sharp tools in the barn, stay away from it. Yeah. But once you learn that, like, he's never bled or anything like that, you're like, oh, so why do they want him to stay mm. away from the barn? Yeah. So, like, yeah, what's going on there yeah Uh, we cut to school where Brendan's class is learning about the hive mind concept which I thought was really interesting given what happens to him because it feels like something takes over him yeah yeah true yeah so is this a clue to what we see a bit later with um, the sort of I don't know what uh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it when he starts hearing voices and stuff like that mm-hmm. because it does feel like he sort of gets possessed or yeah. there's some sort of like hive mind taking him over or something like that. Uh, Brandon is repeatedly drawing the same symbol over and over in a notebook. It's sort of um, like a straight line with two small triangles on either side and then two slightly larger triangles underneath that. So it's like like two capital B's back to back. Yeah. Um, sort of like Superman. Yeah, kind of like the super. Sort of, sort of like the Superman logo. Superman logo. Do you did you do the thing when you were a kid with the was it the the S? The S yeah. with the like sticks. You just draw what was it um, like, eight sticks? Six. One, two, three, six. Yeah. And then one at the top and one at the bottom, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you, you you use eight sticks and then you like you draw the lines and you get a p- perfect like Superman S. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but bees. Yeah. And it looks, it's like scribbled. It's not neat. And it looks sort of frantic. And Mm. the page is just full of them. Um, The teacher calls on him to tell the difference between bees and wasps. And this kid knows a lot about bees and wasps. (laughs) He has like 30 different details about the differences between them. Uh, But the most prominent one is probably about how uh, wasps lose the ability to make nests. So they force other bees to raise their young by brute force. Oh, I didn't make that connection either. Yeah, it kind of... It's not until, like... Because I'm on a third, fourth watch for this movie... Like okay, hearing, yeah, hearing these lines, like you know, forced to raise the young because you know, the wasps can't do it anymore. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, is this is, is this what's happening? Yeah, is this Brandon? Is Brandon basically like a cuckoo bird? You know about mm-hmm. c- cuckoo birds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that other episode you did. Oh yeah, uh, Laura, Laura and I talked about vivarium. Yeah. yeah, where it's just sort of like the cuckoo bird who like lays its eggs in other birds' nests and the other bird raises it for mm-hmm. them. Is it like that? Yeah, but it's giving me a similar vibe to that. It's it's very creepy. I hate that concept. Mm. Sort of invading, like, yeah, it, it makes you make an emotional connection to it before it murders you. <laughs> <laughs> um, other kids mock him, but his school crush, the girl sat in front of him, tells him not to worry because girls like smart guys. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> It's so cute. Bad mistake, girl. <laughs> I know, but at first it's so sweet. At first it's sweet, yeah. You're just like, oh, they're kind of cute. Yeah. Little girl, little boy, falling in love for the first time. And they're young. They're like, what, 12? I think he's just turned 12. So mm-hmm. she'll be like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. They're very young. Um, 
Tori checks on sleeping Brandon before spending some time painting. She's painting, I guess, like as a job or for free time. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be her job. Her job. Like, that's what it's Kyle runs the farm or whatever's going on there, and she paints and sells that for extra money or something like that. Uh, Outside in the barn, though, we we hear whispering from a locked cellar door. A light glows from inside. It's like a bright red light, which is very cool. It's like, it gave me like demonic vibes. Yeah. You know, there's something in the cellar. It was very cool. What did you think of this this voice coming out of the cellar? Like, any ideas what was in there on your first watch? Yeah, I think I think I did make the connection that it was the ship. There was the pod or whatever that yeah, he landed in. Yeah, or whatever it was that he came in. Yeah. And me and Jeff were like, oh, that's where they must have put the thing. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been another super person <laughs> just his twin <laughs> yes. it was the parent they were just like my baby now locked yeah. the parents in the cellar <laughs> oh my god rich <laughs> Mo- movie ends and it's like some 40 year old woman or something like that it was like you stole my baby <laughs> um, the whispering from the cellar comes through on Tori's radio but she thinks it's like a glitch mm. the radio is like glitching out or something like that so she just turns it off um, so maybe like the whispering when that's activated is like when that activates its powers that's what I was thinking as well or like, yeah. it's so hard that starts it's like the turning point right yeah it, I was trying to decide whether it's activating his powers or it's coming to him because his powers have activated Right. Like, he's hit, he's hit puberty, the powers are starting to kick in, so now the voice is talking to yeah, him and telling him, you know, it it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to just, <laughs> time to fuck some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tori hears the mumbling, she thinks it's just static, or like, the radio's fucking up or something like that, she just, she just turns it off. And this kind of solidifies that it's not just in Brandon's head, mm. either, that it is actually something that's, um... You radioing out or whatever like that because it yeah. does affect Tori's radio as well. Brandon, however, starts to have a seizure as the voice grows louder in his room or in his mind. I think it's in his mind, right? Not mm. spoken aloud, but he's picking it up like the radio does. Right. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like yelling in his room, it's yelling in his head yeah. the same way that it was coming through Tori's radio. Yeah, like it's communicating with him somehow. Somehow, yeah. He opens his eyes and they glow red. Kinky. Love it. <laughs> so cool. Uh, Tori continues to paint as Brandon opens his window and steps outside. Like a suicide drop. The, the way he steps outside is like no care to it. If yeah. you know what I mean. It makes me think like of... Like he just... Yeah, like he just like, suicided himself out the window. Like a suicide drop. Like yeah. he, he just walked like that kid out of Game of Thrones that just... Oh, God, yeah. No, yeah, exactly like that. He just walked up to the window and steps out. Yeah. Brendan does that. Is this a part where... Because I noticed at some point... I think this must be it. When he, like, goes up to the window, he's got, like, his... He's getting out of bed, right? And he mm. has his blanket with him. And it kind of, like, falls behind him, like... Okay. Did you notice it? Yes, you're right. Yeah, because cool. It's got that sort of what is it, like a knitted red blanket or something like that. Yeah. And you're right, as he steps up to to walk to the window, it's sort of 
clings to his neck for a second as he sort of like lets go of it and you're right it does look like a yeah. cape for about a second until he steps up onto that windowsill and steps off I you're like, right that was cool how they did that it's like foreboding yeah. or like you know giving you hints as to what's to come as to what's going on okay. yeah ooh very good uh, Tori hearing a thud which I assume is just <laughs> it's just Brandon face planting the ground outside <laughs> Because it's not like he fell. It's not like he like <laughs> like crouched and then jumped out the window or like oh, yeah. put his hands out. Really, he just like, like your face blood himself. Like he's he's, he's like bulletproof or whatever like that. So he doesn't take any damage. But it's kind of funny to think that you now she's there painting and her son just face plants outside. Wait, just so like, can he not feel anything? I think he can feel he just Well then he'll be like Ow my face <laughs> Ow Ow my face <laughs> But he's kind of He's like Drunk Not not actually drunk But you know like Mesmerised Or like mm. hypnotised Or something yeah. like that Otherwise like Otherwise it doesn't make sense To just walk out of the window Yeah <laughs> It's like it's drawing him out Yeah mm. absolutely um, She doesn't see uh, Tori doesn't see anything When she looks outside um, and something, but something whizzes past her as she heads, um, heads, yeah, she's, she goes outside the front door to have a look what the thud was just outside the window. And she turns around to go back inside and something like whizzes past. Mm-hmm. And I assume that's Brandon then having, yes. un- un- having unlocked his like super speed. Yes, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's about to head back inside and the sort of rushing noise made her turn around and she sees Brendan in the distance walking to the barn. Mm. So she wraps herself up in a little, little bathrobe and sort of hurries on down. It's like, this barn is really far away. So his, he really does have super speed. Yeah. Cause he gets there so fast. Uh, in the barn, Tori finds Brandon trying to break into the chained cellar while groaning in another language or something like that. He's like, I know, he's making weird noises. He's, he is speaking words, though, isn't he? It's not just, like, grunting. I think I'm it, pretty sure. it's another language. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. It's actual like words, that. but we just don't know what it's. Is it the, is it the same words that he starts repeating later? Yeah. And starting to, like, yes. translate? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's just saying th- three words? Three words. Over and over again. And um, his poor mum is, like, looking at her son going, oh, 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 dear. <laughs> My, my son may be insane. <laughs> He's glitching. <laughs> He's glitching. <laughs> she touches him and he seems to snap out of it. He like wakes up or whatever like that. Um, he jumps up confused. He doesn't know where he is, which is a good indication of that like hive mind sort of hypnosis thing where you're just working on automatic. Mm. And when you actually like consciously think about what you're doing, you go, oh, hang on a minute. Where am I? What am I doing? Where am yeah, I? Almost like sleepwalking. Yeah, like sleepwalking. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. And at like points of it, I'm like, is Brendan actually responsible for his actions in this movie? Yeah. Or not? Is it general, his his original people or whatever like that, and he's been mind controlled or hive minded or whatever like that? Or is this actually what Brendan is? I don't. I don't feel like it's completely somebody else controlling him or something like that. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Because there's an, because of 
the people he targets. Yeah. I think there's enough he, like, of him in it. He, like, embraces the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like... Like, okay. maybe at first he was like, oh, a bit something weird is happening, but then he just, <laughs> just really embraces it. Yeah, he's just like, this is me now. <laughs> I murder everyone I don't like. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't know where he is. He tells her about the voices. Good. I love it in horror movies when people actually, like, <laughs> explain when things are a bit fucked up. Yeah. There's nothing worse in horror movies than, like, when the walls start, start dripping blood or whatever like that. And, so, like, oh, and, and the character's just like, oh, it was nothing. I'm like, no, tell them. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. If I see some fucked up shit, and, like, if you and I and our partners went on holiday together or something like that, and the walls started dripping blood and some voice told me, you know, join us or whatever <laughs> like that, I would come out and be like, Jess... Just this hotel is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing some shit. Why would you not? Why would I you know. be like, oh, it's just me. I'm just imagining yeah. this crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm proud of this kid. Good on you, kid. You explained to your mum that you're having some issues. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Tori glances knowingly at the chained door. So we sort of get the idea that she knows whatever is in there and it worries her. Mm. It it scares her or it worries her. I wasn't really sure which. Mm. Like, is she, is she scared of what's in there? I feel like maybe it's just that they don't want him to know that he came like where he came from. Outside of like he came from space. They know, he already knows that he's adopted. Yeah. Because they talk about it um, like openly. Yeah. So it's not a secret that he's adopted, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think they just don't I want him to they be like. just don't want the, like, the questions. Like, it's going to be a hard conversation to have mm. with him. And maybe the, the, the chance that he might want to leave to find where he's come from. Yeah. If, if it is possible for him to leave. Maybe that's a worry as well because she, she does hold quite tightly onto her relationship with Brendan throughout yeah. the movie. So that's quite possible as well. Yeah, this I don't is, think at this point, like, they're scared of him or, like, scared of the object or anything. Yeah, I think it's... Like, later on. <laughs> <laughs> later on, definitely. <laughs> but right now, it's more like, you know, I don't want to lose my son mm. rather than that. This movie is definitely a, like, mother-son relationship movie. Yeah. The dad's just kind of there as well. I like Kyle as a character but like this is definitely like a mum-son story Mm. rather than if you know what I mean rather than like a dad-son story she's definitely like more attached but I think you kind of see later on that it was more of like she was more open to the idea of taking in taking in random space child (laughs) random space child yes and the dad was probably like should we really do this (laughs) Or, or the dad does what dad dads do and just nods along. Yes, dear. Yeah, I really want to. Sure, we'll adopt the space baby that fell from the sky. Absolutely, honey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Makes you happy. Yeah, well, wanna make you happy, honey. <laughs> she tucks Brendan into bed, singing um, "Don't worry about a thing" as a lullaby, which mm-hmm. I thought was very cute. Um, as we get a shot of the cellar door as it starts to glow red again, Tori tells Kyle about the sleepwalking. But when he asks where he ended up, she just says downstairs. Yeah. She avoids telling Kyle that he ended up um, at the barn or in the barn. Yeah, I thought it was weird that she was trying to cover for him. Mm. Uh, Yeah, the dad seems more protective over whatever's in the barn. Right. But I don't understand why. If the, like... 
crux of the relationship is mainly between son and mother, mm. then why is the dad so overly protective about what's in them? Maybe dad's afraid of whatever's in I the barn. I think he's more afraid, yeah. He's I afraid she... of it, and she's concerned that it'll mean that her son leaves. Yeah, mm. right. Maybe? Because I feel like he's kind of more skeptical of the whole adoption all along. Like, he's more like, what have we gotten ourselves into? Mm. So, like... <laughs> The child connecting to the spaceship is going to be like, what's going to happen from there? Yeah, yeah. If he actually gets in there, what's going to happen? Mm. And that's, yeah, absolutely. I see that. And yeah, we get some choice words from dad later on about adopting the the child. Yeah. And I think maybe like, because the mum is like so protective of the kid and then she thinks maybe that if the dad finds out that he's going there he'd like question her more like like I told you this was a bad mm. idea or something or it might even make the dad disconnect from his son more than he already kind of is yeah like if it starts to sh- if Brendan starts showing interest in like where he came from instead of where he is then it might disconnect the family more yeah and that's something that um, Tori is really worried about mm-hmm. she really wants the family to stay together mm. she's just kind of sweeping things under the rug yeah she is at the moment Oh, this happens throughout the movie. There's a lot of sweeping. Yes. There's a lot of sweeping in this movie where it's just like, it's nothing. He's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine that he's got laser eyes. <laughs> it's fine that he broke her arm. It's fine. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. um, Kyle and Brendan are doing some woodwork together. Um, Brendan knows he's adopted. This is where we get confirmation of that because the dad says like, you know, because you're adopted, it doesn't mean that we don't love you any less or something like that. Um, they share a piece of candy, which is apparently something that, uh, Kyle's dad used to do with him. So now it's something he's passing on to his son, which is very sweet. So Kyle definitely cares about Brendan a lot. Yeah. But just not as much as Tori does. Yeah. Or like, I think he does, but then... When weird stuff starts to happen, he starts disconnecting more. Yeah, Tori, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot easier want to for let him. That go. Yeah, it's a lot easier for him to disconnect when mm. shit hits the fan. Yeah. Um, Brendan tries to start a lawnmower. Like um, Kyle's like, you know, you can you go mow the lawns or something like that while I finish up with the woodwork. So off Brendan trots. He gets frustrated as he tries to pull the cord to get it started. And boy, I have been there. This is yeah. why I now get someone to come around once a month just to mow my lawn. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm like, sure, I'll pay 10 bucks a month for someone to come and mow my lawn. Yeah, because... <laughs> I'm even thinking about getting a cleaner because I'm like, I hate cleaning so much. <laughs> <laughs> just pay someone 50 bucks a month yeah. like, come do a cleaning. Please, please come clean up. <laughs> Jealous, I can't afford it. No, I can't really, but yeah. cross my mind. My little brother did give me one of those little funny robot things that were well, called Roombas, but oh. but not an actual Roomba, like a... I mean, it's the same thing, but not Roomba branded. Oh, you know is it good? I don't know. We, we haven't unpacked it yet. We got <gasps> oh, it for Christmas, and we keep meaning to unpack it. It's going to scare the shit out of my dog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he gets frustrated trying to start the lawnmower, and he launches it across the field. Like, he's pulling the cord, pulling the cord, he has a little grunt, and then flings it across the fucking field. <laughs> and and like, he's kind of shocked by it, right? Like, he's yeah. like, oh, I can do that. He's like, oh, I'm strong. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he finds it by a tree on the other side of the field, now running, so he did get it to start. Good on you, mate. <laughs> um, the voices in his head start to get very loud, and he starts putting his hand towards the propeller blade of the lawnmower. And that freaked me out. Yeah, it freaked me out as well. So, I was like, 
so tense I felt like (laughs) Like, because we don't know that he's like impenetrable yet Mm. so I'm like oh 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 is he just gonna lose an arm like I wasn't sure when the first time I watched this I was like is Brendan the villain or is whatever's in the pod the villain oh you know because I wasn't sure like is Brendan just gonna be the first victim and he got like hypnotized and now it's making him kill himself or something like that Mm. but no he puts his hand into the the blade of the lawnmower and the blade breaks and he, he pulls his hand out and there's not a scratch, not a dent, not even dust on his hand. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you would do that if you, like, knew that you couldn't get hurt or, like, with, was testing it. But, but even if you're testing it, what if... What if it doesn't work this time? <laughs> minces up your hand. <laughs> just, the question is, does Brandon know that he's impenetrable? That he's, like, invulnerable? Yeah, he must have at that point. Because why would you maybe a lawnmower? But like the voice is making him do it, isn't it? Maybe the voice is just like trying to show him that mm. he's be like, touch that. Yeah, like, nothing on earth can harm you. Because <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's so I, what I like about this movie is like how ambiguous it is with how much like Brendan knew beforehand, or how mm. like at fault Brendan is. Yeah, and I quite like that as a concept. Yeah. Like, we get to interpret, like, did he know about this beforehand? Is he just coming into his powers? Did he know that he can't be hurt? His parents did, but did he know? Yeah. And all this stuff, like, he, when he falls over as a kid, maybe he just thinks, you know, oh, I got lucky, I didn't scratch myself. Yeah. Well, I don't think until, like, that lawnmower situation, mm. he fully knew. He fully knew. But now mm. it's just like, oh, okay. Cool. I launched this across a field and stuck my arm in it, and I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but the first time I was watching this, I was like... Oh, he gonna fuck some shit up? Because <laughs> we've already seen super speed. He's got red eyes, which I was immediately like, oh, Superman laser eyes? Okay. <laughs> I, just, I thought it would, like, be when he was older. Like, it would kind of show, and then he'd oh, be an adult, and like, I thought he'd be evil, like, Like Superman, like, like, early 20s, like, Superman, Superman. Yeah. So as opposed was, to, like, 12-year-old. Yeah, so that was different. I didn't see that. I quite like having a child as the villain, though. We don't get it in many horror movies, so this yeah. is great. Especially, especially like young, and especially this pa- like this powerful as well. Mm. Like kids, when they're villains in horror movies, are usually like possessed or something like that. And it's like we must save the child or whatever like that. Do they make a second one of this? Mm. No, I wish they did because they they leave hints at the end of the movie. Yeah, because it's like if this is he's only like twelve years old, what's going to happen when he's yeah? Because we we see some pictures he's I, we'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> we have a family dinner out now for brendan's birthday we see brendan and tori they're playing arcade games it's very cute like they're trying to decide you know which one of the toys do you think you could get the clory grab machine thing to pick up um it's brendan's birthday he's 12 we learn that brendan is doing very well in school in fact he's the top he's top one percent of the top 10 percent in the country or something like that like he's super smart as well uh, we learn this from Aunt Merrily, who is also like a, a counsellor or something like that. Mm. She's school counsellor? Yeah. Yeah, she's school counsellor, right? She's not a teacher. She's a no, school counsellor. Yeah. yeah. Um, and her husband, which is Uncle Noah, uh, brings out Brendan's present, a massive, long, great, big present. He unwraps it, and it's a fucking rifle. So bad. 
I'm fully on board with Kyle here. And I'm just like, you're giving a 12-year-old a rifle? Yeah. No! Plus, if you ask the parents first, don't just, like, do it. I think they might have. And they said no. Nah, Kyle said no, but we we get a look at um, Tori, mm. and I think they'd ask Tori, because oh. Tori and Mary Lee are sisters, yeah. so they've got, like, the stronger bond, so... You know, if you're going to buy a present, you'd ask your sister if it's okay for your son, for but her son. I thought son. they said to her something like, I thought she was like, oh, I told you not to, or something like that. Oh, maybe. Did she? I, uh, there was some comment like that. Or was that, was that Merrily to Noah? Was that? Oh, yes, yes, Aunt, yes. It might have been Aunt Merrily to Uncle Noah. Yeah. When she was like, nah, I told you it was a stupid Yeah, thing. But I think, I think Tori was okay with it and Kyle was having none of it. Yeah. Um, and he See, did, that's even like the distrust of his son showing them. I would not if I if I had a child, God forbid, I would not give them a gun. I no, I get that, <laughs> but like since he's into guns himself, you know what I mean. He's kind. I uh, I don't know if Kyle is into guns or he just has them as a necessity because he's like, but he's going hunting and stuff. And like, oh yeah, he, he does go guns. hunting, doesn't he? So I'm like. I mean, often they pass that on to their children, but then the fact that he's like, so, like, get a gun away from him. Like, maybe there is something maybe? there. Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah, because I'd, I'd forgotten about the fact that he does actually go hunting. Yeah. Because I remember him having the gun on the farm, which is mm. normal. Like, but he had, like, a gun cabinet of, like, a few of them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're completely right. He's just like, not this son. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, not this alien child. And he takes it away. Brandon demands that he is not a child and he wants the gun. Mm. And he slams his fist on the table, which turns all the screens behind him off. Did you see that as yeah. well? That was so cool. He yeah. bangs his fist and all the lights flicker and the, all the screens behind him go off. Yeah. Awesome. And the way he says it was really creepy, don't you think? Yeah. It was demanding. Yeah. It was threatening. It's like a different personality almost, like just a switch goes off on him. Yeah. It's, I really like it. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, oh. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, the family leaves. Yeah, like Kyle's just like, okay, you want to behave like that? Then we go home. Come on. Mm-hmm. I uh, felt bad for him then because it was his birthday, you know? Yeah, but... Like, he was being rude to his dad, but... Yeah. You can't accept that kind of faith <laughs> from your child. <laughs> You're just like, no child. You listen to me. Yeah. No guns for you. <laughs> I can't... I, I, I'm still astounded by that. Like, I can't imagine. Because we live in New Zealand. Like, there's yeah. basically no guns here. I mean, you can get... This is America, right? Yeah, this is in America. Yeah, so, yeah. like... There's a lot of guns. There's a lot of guns everywhere. But here in New Zealand, it's like, you might get a gun if your family does hunting or something like that, but you need, like, 12 permits, and the ammo has to be kept separately in a different locked drawer or something like that, and all these other rules and stuff like that. In America, they're just like, you want a rifle? Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> you for- can get it at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's for a 12-year-old? Do you want it gift-wrapped? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it blows my mind. Um yeah, the family leaves while Miralee and Noah apologize for the gift. Like, they're getting up to leave and they're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they, I think this is where Miralee turns to Noah and he's just like, told you it was a stupid yeah. idea. <laughs> Something like that. I, I like Uncle and Aunt here. I think they're very cool. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah. They're, they're good characters, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, Kyle and Tori talk about Brandon's behavior. Um, but, and they, this is where we sort of learn about their history. They talk about, how they were much worse when they were kids. Yeah. They were rebels, you know, 
Um, Toya was written off by her parents, apparently, and she says that um, she'll never do that to Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, her parents gave up on her. They said that, you know, she'd never be a good person or she'd never be a mum or whatever like that. Or, you know, you're not being our good Christian daughter. Or So they wrote her off and she says, you know, that'll never happen to Brendan. Brendan will always be loved. Mm. Next day, they pack the truck to go camping. Uh, Brendan sits eating breakfast while Kyle tries to get his attention, but can't like. Can't, he's like talking to him, and the kid's just sort of staring at the wall, chewing on his. Like in a trance, kind of. Yeah, kind of like in a trance or something like that. Mm. And um, Kyle goes over to find him vacantly chewing on a fork, and um, yeah, the fork is mangled to shit. <laughs> like Brendan pulls it out of his out of his mouth, and it's just like all the all the ends of the fork are just like twisted and bent out of shape and stuff like that. And Kyle is just like. Oh dear. <laughs> and he's confused when he looks at it. He's like, Yeah, Brendan looks at it and is like, Oh, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Upstairs, Tori finds some of Brendan's porn, which is like skin mags or lingerie mags or something like that, isn't it? It's like, it's lingerie magazines, right? It's not, it's not yeah, about like. At first, it's like, yeah. It's not like actual like porn mags. It's just like, you know, lingerie models like, well, and stuff like that. I don't even no, think it's that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like clothes catalogs for women. But it's like, and here are the bras and panties. Yeah. That's, that's what he's using that's as, seems, as porn. It's, that seems normal. Yeah, that's absolutely normal. Yeah. Until she starts flicking through them. Uh, and we see pictures of underwear models. Perfectly normal. He's just a regular, a straight teen. And then, oh, 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 oh that's some intestines. And yeah. oh, that's some viscera and guts and blood. Yeah. All mixed in with, with porn. It's really... Weird. This is a disorder I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. So, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer? Yes. He had that. He was, like, sexually attracted to organs. Oh, okay. wet, slippery organ and stuff. Uh, Okay. So that, like, when they were looking at that, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, serial killer vibes. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely vibes. Yeah. Definitely serial. So is it, like... (laughs) Is it like uh, an offshoot of like necrophilia or something like that, or does it? Not- I don't know. It's like a whole thing. Because whole- I watch. Is it like a fetish or is it like a serial killer thing? It's like a serial killer thing. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Because I know like blood and stuff like that can be a fetish. Oh. When you've got like consent, obviously, consent yeah. is important. Everyone. Like, kinks are absolutely fine. We do not kink shame. Mm. But you always must have talked about and have permission with your partners. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but how are you going to have permission for, for the organ. organs? <laughs> for the, for the organs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you just do it with, like, a naked supermarket pick up, like, pig intestines. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? If it tickles your pickle, go for it. But don't kill people or hurt people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I couldn't find the name of it, but I watched the doc- uh, series about him and it was talking about that. Oh, was it the, was it the one with Evan Peters? Or yeah. Was it, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so weird. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not my not my cup of tea. Um, intestines and rotting guts and stuff like that. Just don't do it for me. Then again, neither do the lingerie models. So. <laughs> None of this is doing None of this is doing it for me. <laughs> so we move on to camping now. They go camping. Kyle has a talk with Brett. He has the talk 
not just our talk, the talk with Brendan. I don't think that Tori mentioned they like viscera pictures to Kyle. Wait. The late she I don't think so. I guess she she went to him like, oh, it's time you have a talk to him, right? Yes. But I think So she's covering it up again. I think so, yeah. I don't think she would she mentioned the like she would have mentioned the like blood and the like pictures of intestines and stuff like that. Maybe she did. You reckon so? Because he says something like, uh, he says something like, oh, you know, it's normal to like have, urges. have these things and like, la la. Like he was trying to. But I think to, that's just the normal sex talk. Like he was talk, trying to get it? him to talk about it. But I think, I think that's just the general sex talk, yeah. not the um, disturbing talk. Yeah, because like you have to be concerned if you say that. Yeah, and under Kyle. Under the child's bed. Kyle's talk with him isn't one of, like, concern. It's one of awkwardness. Yeah. So I don't think he knew about the blood and viscera. I think this is just the awkwardness of, you know, being like, hey, sometimes you get erections because (laughs) girls are pretty. I feel like it's that kind of conversation rather than, I think we need to talk about why you jack off to livers. Yeah. (laughs) Surely, like, if you saw that, you'd be like, this is concerning. You need some help. Like, We need to get a therapist or at least have a conversation about this. So I can understand where you are coming from and yeah. where you might need assistance in this. Yeah. I mean, maybe she just said, I found something and, um, you know, we need to, you need to have a talk. It was like laundry pictures and other stuff. Yeah. Maybe she said <laughs> <laughs> other stuff with shifty as fuck eyes. <laughs> like some, weird, some kind of weird thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think our son might be into kink. Um, <laughs> But we get the idea that um, Kyle was maybe also abandoned or neglected by his parents as well. We get that feeling from him as well, both from the conversation he had with Tori earlier and this conversation as well. I think he mentions like his dad never had the talk with him or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we get the idea that like both Kyle and Tori were sort of like um, not abandoned, sort of abandoned by their parents or at least outcasted by their parents in some way. Um, he tells Brendan that sex is about finding the right person and falling in love. He tells him it's okay to give in to his urges every now and again. And I was like, the second those words came out of his mouth, I was like, oh, mistake. Oh, those are not the words you should be using with your superpowered son. <laughs> and then he said, even uh, now? Yeah, I think. And then I- he goes, Drew, he goes, even now? You mean now? Yes, that's right. And I he's like, so right now? <laughs> I was like, what, you just want to. Pull your pants down and have a whack off? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I I felt like he should have gone into a little bit more detail with his talk. Like, he needed a little bit more help than just that. Like, it's okay to do stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I think Kyle is basically trying to say that it's, you know, okay to masturbate, you know. It's okay to find girls attractive. It's okay to like porn. It's okay to, like, jack off when you need to and things like that. Because he sort of... But because of the way he dances around the words, you know, mm-hmm. girls like boys and, it, uh, sorry, sometimes um, boys like girls and, you know, that's fine. And, you know, it's all about finding. Because he dances around it so much, Brendan reads it, reads the conversation in a completely different way. Yeah. So. And when he goes, like, even now, he should have been like, no, by yourself, like, in privacy. Like, he didn't even. But is Brendan talking about his urge to, like, Kill. hurt people? Right, Yeah. As opposed to the urge for sex, which probably. is what Kyle is talking yeah, about. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so 
So Brenda's like, now? I can kill someone now? Do you want to die, Daddy? And Carl's just like, no, not right now. You're right, it's so awkward as well when he's like, now? Um, Tori wakes up in the tent to find Brendan missing. It's now the middle of the night and Brendan's just sort of gone. We cut to the cute girl from school. Um, <laughs> she's in her bedroom. She, there's music playing from outside her... Not outside her window. I thought it was outside her window. Music starts playing. On her laptop? Yeah, it's from her laptop. She gets up. She looks concerned or scared. And it took me a second to realize why. And you're right. It's because it's from her laptop. Mm. Her laptop just opened and started playing music. Oh, yeah. At first, I thought he was like, had a boombox outside. That's exactly that what I was thinking. Cute. Yeah. My days, he's like, I love you, yeah. Jenny, or whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> I don't know what this girl's name is. <laughs> um, yeah, she finds her computer playing music and the curtains flutter behind her as she like walks over to the computer. Ugh. And I was like, oh no, oh. he's doing it now. <laughs> he's like, right now, Dad, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to give in to your urges. Mm, no, not good. <laughs> She goes back to bed, and just before she reaches it, the computer turns back on and starts playing the music again. It's so creepy because she, like, closed the laptop and then started walking away, and she turned around, laptop's open, music's playing again. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, the scene is really creepy. So I was wondering, like, is Brendan also a technopath, or is he just using super speed? Oh, I assume super speed, right? I guess, Because yeah. the laptop's open. Yeah, probably. So it's not speed. like he's turning on, it's like a desktop computer and he's turning it on. Yeah. It's actually like opening the laptop. Yeah. So I think it's super speed as opposed to being like a technopath, being able to control technology with your mind. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just using his speed. Um, she turns around, closes the laptop again and puts books on top of it. She's just like, this thing is fucking staying closed. <laughs> <laughs> At what point do you scream out for your mum? <laughs> she sees someone standing behind the curtains as she turns around she calls out for her mum the curtains flicker and we see a very quick glimpse of Brandon I'm literally getting chills as you're talking about this it's so creepy the, the, the scene like give you the, the, the goosebumps yeah it's really creepy eh like I'm just gonna go watch this girl <laughs> bedroom. Just, like, the sanctity of a little girl's bedroom is being sort of violated right now. And also, like, she liked you. Yeah. She actually liked him. Like... Yeah. She thought he was Not smart. a good behaviour. Like, if you want someone to like you, it's not gonna help. Like, <laughs> but he's giving in to his urges. <laughs> uh, the girl's mum bursts in. This is also the waitress from the, um, from the diner. Where Brendan had his birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Mum checks behind the curtains. There's no one there, which <laughs> makes it so much worse. Um, the girl tells her mum that Brendan was standing there, so she did see him clearly. Um, in the meantime, Tori searches for Brendan. Her and Kyle head out into the woods looking for him. Um, and she does find him. He just sort of standing there, and he tells her that uh, he was just taking a pee. Sure you were. He just just got up to pee. He didn't run however miles away it is to get to this girl's house to freak the shit out of her and then run back. (laughs) My God. Back at school, Brandon doodles in his notepad a picture of a red masked figure. Um, Tori talks with Merrily, Aunt Merrily, about the changes in Brandon. And Merrily's just like, you know, it's just puberty. 
Kids do crazy things when it hits. You know, it's nothing to worry about. Tori walks over and sees Brendan scribbling the same symbol that he was um, drawing earlier into his notebook. But when she asks what it is, he slams the book shut and is, like, really secretive about it. Mm. Wait, so probably, like, his aunt doesn't know that he's out from outer space, eh? Like, I, they would have just said they adopted a baby. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise you'd be more concerned when you hear this. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only people who know are Kyle and Tori. I don't think anyone else knows. Yeah. Um, in the barn, Kyle uh, locks away the gun gift, the gift rifle that was from Merrily and Noah. He hears a commotion from the chicken coop. He So he heads off with his uh, rifle loaded because he thinks it's a wolf. a wolf or a fox. Do you have foxes in America? You do, yeah. eh? Yeah. I know that's a British thing, but I don't know if you get them in America. It's a wolf or a fox or something like that. So he goes, you know, cocks his rifle and goes out to check on it. He finds Brendan. Uh, just standing there in front of the chicken coop and the chickens are freaking out. They're like, not hissing because that's not them. They're like clucking like crazy and like... Flapping around. Yeah, flapping around. (laughs) (laughs) How do you describe it when a chicken's frantic? Um, They're like flapping the wings all about and like just generally freaking out. Um, And Brendan can't seem to hear Kyle again. Mm. It's like the voice is too loud in his ear. Um... Brendan turns and eerily answers Kyle eventually. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. And I'm just like... So creepy. Yeah. This kid is fucking creepy as Mm. hell. It's so good. I love it. (laughs) Early hours of the morning, um, the lights on the chicken coop sort of flicker. Um, As we hear the panicked clucking of hens and then the like squishing or like ripping of meat... You can just tell... Get their guts out. He wants their organs. Yeah, you can you can tell what it is just by the sound, because you don't see it. You see the lights flicker, and then you hear the like... <laughs> as all the chickens freak out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that was. <laughs> that sounded like turkeys. <laughs> I may have broken Jess. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and then, but then you hit like the squishing of meat and, and blood or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. it's so gross. An actual ripping, like you can hear the, the sort of noise of yeah. him, like, I don't know, pulling the heads off or the wings out or ripping open the bodies or whatever. It sounds like flesh ripping. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's gross. Kyle wakes up because of the noise. Uh, he finds the slaughter and wakes Tori. Um, they go out to the coop where all the chickens have been killed. They've all been like beheaded and literally just ripped apart. Um, she says it must have been a wolf. The wolf is back. Um, but Kyle thinks it was Brendan because of the eerily creepy way that Brendan was just staring into the chicken coop earlier. <laughs> and you know what? Fair. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, it's right. The sun's insane. Um, the, the, uh, the pair of them fight because she thinks it, it was a wolf, but the door and lock were smashed in, like, pulled apart. Yeah. And the chickens weren't eaten either. That was my argument. Like, if a wolf breaks in, it's going to, like, eat the chickens. It's clearly not a wolf. Like, yeah. And no. this is the whole thing about the dad not trusting him and the, not yeah. still trusting him despite, like, all the red flags. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, my God. You got... <laughs> 
You got, um, what was it, the people on the, like, runways with the lights? Yeah. You got those trying to, like, wave at Tori going, there's something wrong with your son. <laughs> He's not normal. And the dad doesn't even have, like, all the info the mum has, and he knows there's something wrong. Yeah. Oh. Cut to school as the kids are doing a trust exercise. They're like, it's gym class, and they're, like, in a little, like, a circle, I guess. Mm. And they're, like, one person's in the middle of the circle, and they, like, put their arms across their chest, like Dracula, and then just lean back, and, you know, I think I've done this in gym class at some point. Or maybe even drama class. Yeah, probably. And, you know, you lean back, and, you know, people catch you and push you to the next person and stuff like that. It's like a trustful exercise kind Mm. of thing. Caitlin, the schoolgirl crush. Um, watches Brendan wearily from the other side of the circle. And then when it's Brendan's turn to do the trust circle, he's being pushed around. And as it reaches Caitlin, she just freaks out and like steps back away from him. Yeah. Which causes Brendan to fall and smack his head on the, on the concrete. Um, irresponsible coach for making these kids do it on concrete. Yeah. When they're like two feet from grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like kids, let's do this on the pavement. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, she kind of freaks out. She, I think she goes, ew, doesn't she? Yeah. She goes, ew. Ew, and- yeah. <laughs> ew. Don't touch me. Get away from me, you fucking group. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Brendan turned up in a fucking house in her room and kept turning on her laptop playing romantic music. Um, the group oh, laughs dear. and Brendan and, um, laughs at Brendan. And Caitlin refuses to help him up, calling him a pervert. Yeah. Uh, when she's forced to help him up, the coach is like, if you don't help him up, then I'll give you a C or something like that in gym. He crushes and snaps her hand. Ugh. Yeah, she offers him offers him a hand. He grabs hold of it, scowls at her, and then just keeps squeezing the hand. And she screams, and then we cut. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Because this movie escalates so well. Yeah. It starts off small and then builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Oh, it does such a good job. I find, anyway, I think it does such a good job of that. Definitely. Uh, the parents and the principal and a police officer have a meeting. Um, the Briars, uh, Kyle and um, Tori, say that Brendan is very sorry. So all should be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin's mum. Uh, whose name I don't have written down yet. Erica. Erica, I think her name is, who's the waitress from the cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants him to be arrested for the damage. Principal says that he's been suspended for a couple of days and then will have counselling with Merrily. I mean, that's a kind of fair enough reaction because when are you going to arrest a kid? Like, they don't really do that in a school fight. No, yeah. no. And it wasn't even a fight. Like, it could be construed as an accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's not. Yeah. But it could be construed as an accident. Mm. You know, he was squeezing the hand and he squeezed too tight and, you know, oh, she's got brittle bones and it snapped. Mm. You know, he's got suspended for a couple of days and then he'll have to attend mm-hmm. counselling, basically. Uh, Erica, Caitlin's mum, says Brendan is probably from some inbred couple before the Briars adopted him. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, okay. No, lady. Yeah, she we went don't like do Karen. That. She went full Karen. She went full Karen on yeah. this. Like, <laughs> I need to speak to your manager. <laughs> and all the managers are like, no. <laughs> and she's like, well, then. And then just starts flinging insults. But the thing is, she was actually warranted in doing that. Because he's psycho crazy boy. 
Yes. Like, not that you would know that. But not that you would know that. Maybe she we just know, had a feeling. No, we know that she's justified in a normal setting, not justified. <laughs> Brendan and Erica share a, a harsh glance as they leave. Like, Erica leaves, and I think Brendan, like, scowls at her or something like that mm-hmm. as she leaves. And I was like, oh, she gonna die. Oh, she gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> that night, there's a storm. Brendan lies in bed. He can hear his parents talking about the incident in the other room. Tori tells Kyle that uh, when Brendan slips, sleepwalked. Is that right, Tense? Sleepwalked? Sleep. Sleepwept? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you have a really sad dream and you just start crying. I don't know now. Sleepwalk. Yeah. For some reason in my head it sounds wrong, but I think it is sleepwalked. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was to the barn which now sets off alarm bells again for Kyle. Yeah. Um, Kyle is genuinely concerned that Brandon might have found it, but we don't know what it is. Mm. But you'd already figured out it was his pod or whatever mm. like that, or you suspected it was his pod. Yeah, I don't know if I had figured it out or Jeff did. It was probably Jeff, to be honest, but we had discussed. <laughs> we had dis- As a couple. <laughs> we had decided that. We had figured it out. Um, he didn't find it. It but Tori tells him he was trying to break into the cellar, which is where we assume it, um, the the pod that he arrived in is kept. Kyle mentions that Brandon has never bled. So this is where we learn that, you know, even as a child, he was perfectly healthy all the time. Mm. Um, he's never been hurt. And now he's starting to hurt people. So Kyle is turning on Brandon at this point, I think. He's realizing the danger. (laughs) And I wrote down a note that was like about mum. Like, do you really expect a child that falls out of the sky to be normal? You know, like, Mm. do you really expect they're just going to grow up like a normal kid? Like, would you (laughs) not think, like... You would, like, keep an eye on them and, like, do extra tests and stuff like that. (laughs) Call Area 51, maybe? (laughs) Um, But, you know, Brendan's her miracle baby. And maybe she was so desperate for a family because of both her and Carl's abandonment issues with family members and stuff like that, that they wanted to not do that to the baby they found in the woods. Yeah, and I think she just is... Like, she, I think she knows, but she's just in denial about it. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. She, yeah, she's refusing to see it as it is mm-hmm. until almost the end of the movie. She, like, flat out refuses to see it. Now, Brendan mumbles in another language in bed before repeating take. So he started to translate the words that are coming to his head. Yeah. His take and then two alien words that we don't know what, what it is. He walks outside towards the barn while Tori g- Googles the meteor that fell the day that Brandon arrived. So she's looking up what the meteor was, where it came from, something like that. I don't know what information she's actually going to find. Like, she's if, starting to think about it, I guess. Like, yeah. But like, if, if Brendan, Brendan is from another like alien culture or something like that, it would have been on the news if they found it. You're not going to Google alien species and find like, oh yes, the, the Superman people live on this planet. Occasionally they fling their babies in our direction. Um, Brendan reaches the cellar door and snaps off the chain, literally just grabs hold of it and pulls and the chain comes right off. Tori sees the red light from the barn 
which is obviously emanating from that cellar door. Uh, Brendan sees the light and seems to be possessed by it, like it hits him like a wave or something like that, and starts repeating those words over and over and over again. Just, and he levitates, eh? Yeah, he starts levitating over the hole in the cellar. So he definitely seems possessed at that point. Yeah, it, it literally right out of like The Exorcist or something like that. It's mm. a straight up possession at this point. He's like hovering above it. Tori runs to the barn. She finds Brandon levitating above the cellar door. And we finally see inside to what looks like the remains of a pod of some sort. So this is the meteorite or whatever that Brandon arrived in. Brandon manages to translate the second word and it's take the... As Tori approaches, he falls into the cellar, cutting himself on the metal of the pod. Yeah. This was a quite a cool twist, I thought, that the only thing that can hurt him was from his own planet. Yeah, and Jeff said it's like Kryptonian steel or something. Oh, is that a thing in Superman comics, is it? Must be. Must be, yeah. Because I know Superman's like invulnerable to everything except for Kryptonite, but it's Oh, yeah, it makes sense, because isn't, isn't Superman's, like, home planet called Krypton or something? Like? Yeah. So Kryptonite from Krypton would make sense. Mm. Okay, interesting. Tori crawls after him and comforts him as he um, he asks his mum, who is he? Mm. He's, like, starting to question what he is or who he is. Um, yeah, he can only be injured by something from his own world, which is great. Information to have for later. <laughs> just drop it on him or something i don't know um it was very cool as well but seeing the look on brendan's face when he was actually bleeding mm. like he looked confused at it yeah he was like looking at his own bloody hand and just not understanding he's like but i'm immortal yeah i can't be hurt um she tells him that he's different she and Kyle couldn't get pregnant. Then one night, Brendan fell from the sky in that pod or ship or whatever it is, and they found him in the woods. Brendan is very mad that they lied to him. I... Uh, this is justified. I don't think so. Him being this mad about it. Because he right, runs around the house breaking shit. Yeah. They told him he was adopted. They didn't tell him where it was from adopted from. It's not like... I feel like it maybe is because... He's like a different species or something. It's going to be good information to have about yourself. <laughs> I mean, it would be good information. But like, how would you bring up that conversation? Mm. Like, maybe they were waiting until he's older and could more conceptualize it a bit more. But yeah, I, I guess so. He goes around the house smashing things. He goes back outside, the voices mumbling in his head, and he translates the final word from the thing he was, he's been saying since the beginning of the movie, and it's take the world so awesome <laughs> it's so cool i love it um he looks up at the sky as his eyes start to glow red he screams as beams shoot from his eyes it's full-on superman laser vision awesome i love it yeah superman is boring as fuck but this kid evil <laughs> superman awesome it was cool i love it because <laughs> i'm like ooh. Oh, he's like devilish and unstoppable. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Caitlin is working on her laptop when suddenly it stops working. She closes it and finds Brendan standing in her room. I thought he was going to kill her. Uh, yeah, same. I thought this was going to be not not punishment because he did break her arm as well, but like coming to finish the job. Yeah. 
like I couldn't fin- I couldn't kill you earlier because there were people watching, but now you're all alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, he gives her some flowers and says he's really sorry. He's so- <laughs> it was so it's so weird because he's again broken into her bedroom. Yeah. And she's, like, terrified. She's terrified of him because, A, he seemed to be able to just appear in her bedroom. And he broke her arm. He's a psychopath. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he says that he's learned he's special. <laughs> and she, uh, he tells her, you're one of the only people who know I'm special. Um, but one day, they'll all know. Mm. Which is very ominous. Yeah, I think because she could see how smart he was before, that's what he's referring to. That and probably the super strength yeah. of breaking her arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but he's saying it in a nice way, like, oh, you saw that. I was special when everyone else thought I was weird. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> so it's about your arm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, proud of it now, right? He's proud that he's special. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's he's realizing that he's, in his opinion, better. Yeah, yeah. He's better than humanity. Than everyone. She says her mum said not to talk to him. And Brendan says, he'll take care of that. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> That's Maybe not a good thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she closes her eyes and when they open again, he's gone. But she looks down and he's left the flowers on like her, her on her little like um what are they called like breakfast tray thing that she was had a laptop on. She's left he's left the flowers there, so she knows it wasn't like a dream or yeah. something like that. We now cut to the diner where where Kate, <laughs> Caitlin's mum Erica is closing for the night. She hears a noise but continues working. There's a sound like thunder and. Uh, when she turns around, all the windows are scrawled with a s- symbol that Brendan had been writing repeatedly in his notebook. Mm. Like, in the blink of an eye, all of the windows have this image drawn on them. Just like in, like, when you fog up a window and draw a picture on it, it's like that. Yeah. The lights flicker. As she looks up at them, they explode, cutting her face and leaving a shard of glass in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> I have, yeah. a, I have a thing in movies about eyes, eyes, that and like the Achilles scary. heel. Mm. Oh, oh, and she pulls it out. <laughs> she like <laughs> <laughs> she bends over, and we get a close up. And she pulls this, and like it looks tiny, and then she pulls it, and it's like it gets, it gets thicker, and she pulls it out, and I'm like, and then her eye like spurts out bloody red blood, and like the little gel jelly stuff that's oh, in eyeballs. <laughs> She pulls it out and we get a little blood splat uh, and a little, little jelly goop. So gross. And I was just like, Ugh. Oh, but he loved that, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the corner going, adding that to my spank bank. <laughs> he did! <laughs> the lights continue to flicker. Um, and she's basically lost vision in one eye now. It's She can sort of see through it, but there's like blood covering it. So I'm glad she still has her vision, so good on her. Um, she sees a hooded figure, but arms herself with. But she goes to arm herself with a baseball bat, and the figure disappears. You can definitely get on her, right? Like get a weapon. Yeah, immediately. Get herself. Goes behind the goes behind the counter and picks up a fucking baseball bat, and she's like, "You want fuck with me? I'm gonna fuck shit up." Yeah, I thought he might have left then. I was like, "Oh, maybe he's like made his point." This was a warning, mm. but he's. This is the first time we get to see the mask. Yeah, he's. Because I think he uses that blanket that we saw earlier as a cape Mm. and as the mask as well. He's like, 
made it into this really weird look. Like, it reminds me of Scarecrow. It reminds me of, like, a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Like... It's very, like, tight. (laughs) Yeah, it looks... It looks scary. It's aggressive. It's an aggressive mask with his red glowing eyes as well. Oh, it's It's a really creepy outfit. Yeah. And then he just wears it with, like, normal clothes. His normal clothes and then this creepy-ass cape mask thing. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Uh, the figure flick flickers past her a couple of times, but it's too quick for her to hit. Um, so she runs and locks herself in the freezer, and then someone, Brendan, knocks on the freezer. This was so creepy. Yeah. The knocking on the freezer, when she's locked herself in, and then you just hear, kung, 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 <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, fuck. And we watch as the door is melted and then torn away. And this is a this thick door. Eyeball lasered. Yeah. Lasered it open. He's lasered it, laser visioned it like all the way down and then pulled the, pulled the door off its hinges and flung it across the, the cafe or the diner or whatever it was. Oh, it's so good. We see a cloaked figure of a boy, eyes glowing red and cape billowing. He's like levitating in the air. And then in a flash, he's like on top of her. Yeah. And then we cut. We don't see anything. It's I love the fact that we don't see anything because mm. just like oh, what happened? What did he? What did he do to her? Yeah, you don't know if she's like alive or live or dead, or is he like going to hold her hostage so Caitlin loves him? <laughs> <laughs> Love me or I'll kill your mother. Fuck. <laughs> He's real disturbed. Eh? It's yeah, such a it's, young age. Yeah, I know, right? We cut to morning. Um, cut to morning porridge. Brendan says he's been thinking and he feels good about himself or something like that. He's like, I like me. I think he's saying he feels good about what he's discovered about himself. Oh, right. Like about being adopted and not being human, I guess. Yeah. Um, we cut to police, uh, photographing the scene of the diner. They say that it definitely wasn't a robbery because the money's still there. Um, they find the freezer door. (laughs) <laughs> which has just been cut in half. Um, there's no body. There's no body in the diner, so yeah. they don't know what happened. And the detective sees sort of a smudge on one of the windows and breathes on it and sees um, Brendan's mark, the sort of back-to-back bees. He's a smart detective, eh? He's a good detective. Yeah. He just saw a smudge and went, <sighs> to reveal the symbol, and I was like, you smart. I would not have thought to do that. <laughs> yeah, really smart. Next thing, Brendan is in counselling with Mary Lee. He talks about how he's better because he was adopted. So now we definitely see that change where it's like, <laughs> he's definitely started to see himself as better. Mm. Um, he doesn't feel bad about Caitlin, he says. So now we're definitely getting some, like, uh, some psychopathic traits. Narcissistic. For, yeah. He's becoming narcissistic. He's becoming, like, uh, he doesn't have empathy anymore. Sociopath, is that what you call it? Socio- yeah, sociopath and psychopath, probably. Yeah. Um, Merrily makes it obvious that she will update the sheriff and his mum about his progress and the fact that he doesn't feel bad about what he's done. He's just like, I've got to let the sheriff and I've got to let your mum know about this, just so you know. And Brendan's face when he realises that she's a threat mm. is amazing. It just drops, and he, he like, lowers his brow at her, and he's just like, oh, my God, he's going to kill her. (laughs) Just because 
she told him she's that. She's going to tell, the, just because she's going to tell the sheriff. Yeah. He doesn't want and to his, be exposed. And his mum, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't want to be exposed or whatever. Mm. Next thing, he lies in bed. And then we cut to Uncle Noah and Kyle playing pool with friends. Um, they joke about Brendan, basically about him breaking the girl's arm and stuff like that. And they said... Oh, maybe he killed the waitress. Or, like, he did that. Yeah, that's right. Because they, they're talking about the fact that, like, the freezer doors were ripped off at the at the diner or something like that. Yeah. You're like, hey, maybe it, was, maybe it was Brendan because yeah. of, like, what he did to Caitlin. Yeah. And I'm like, but it actually was. And you're like, you, my dude, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're joking right now, but... Yeah. You think it's a joke? It's not a joke. <laughs> and at this point, we don't know where Caitlin's mum is. We don't know where Erica is. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it's so good. I love the fact that we don't know. Um, Kyle is starting to think badly of Brendan. We sort of get that feeling. Um, Noah leaves to drive home. He's like, had a couple of drinks, but he thinks he's absolutely fine to drive home. Don't drink and drive, everyone. And then, um, what's his name, tries to stop him. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's like, are you sure you're okay to drive? I can drop you off yeah, or something exactly. like that. Yeah, let me drive you. Yeah. And, and Uncle Noah's like, nah, nah, I'm sweet. I'm sweet as bro. I'm just going to hop in the car and head home to my wife. Uh, Tori gets home. There's no reply from Brendan. She, like, calls out to him. Uh, we see Merrily at home. She's doing the laundry. The lights start to flicker. And now this has become, like, a trait. When you see the lights flicker, you're just like, oh, Brendan's here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as we see the masked Brendan hovering by the window. It's like the second story window as well. She's like folding laundry into like the bedroom drawers and then the lights flicker and she starts to walk away and you just see Brendan hovering there. I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) It's so terrifying. (laughs) If you like this movie, you will love the boys. Mm. It's this on steroids. Wow. Yeah. It's what if all DC superheroes were really fucked up? (laughs) <laughs> um, it's definitely uh, an interesting concept. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Dark superhero movies, mwah, love because it. Just because you have like special powers doesn't mean you're going to use them for good. Yeah, exactly. Just because you have power does not mean you're a good person. Most people aren't good people. <laughs> Most people aren't good people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her, her sort of yard senses go off. I think they're motion sensors, right? They must be. Yeah. Um, in the back garden, then a bang at her door. And she opens it to find Brendan. He says he needs to talk to her. Um, I, I was wondering, is did he have second thoughts about killing her? Is that what this was? Because he was already dressed up and like hovering outside her bedroom window. And then he decided to knock on the door instead. Maybe giving her a chance to like change her mind. Oh yeah, possibly, yeah. Because like, this oh, is, I won't tell the sheriff, don't worry. She's a bit more close to home because she's actually like related to him. Yeah. So it's a Bigger concern if he kills her. Like, mum mum and dad might find out. Mainly mum. I don't think he really cares about Kyle that much. No. Um, He says she can't tell the sheriff. Um, It's not good for you. It's not good for my parents. Sorry, it's not good for me. It's not good for my parents. And it's really not good for you. Is what he says. And I'm just like, oh, if you say no, he's going to kill you <laughs> I love, this kid is so menacing in this movie he is. he is really good at this sort of threatening but not threatening like we know it's a dangerous threat because we've seen what he can do 
but you'd think it was just him being a petulant child. But she must still be like, what do you mean? It's not good for me. Like, mm. what are you going to do about it, right? Yeah, exactly. You think, oh, it's just like, you know, posturing, like he's peacocking because he's, he's hit puberty. That's what teenagers do. It's a whole lot of posturing. Mm. So maybe he, she thinks it's something like that. And she's a school counselor, so she has some sort of like understanding of psychology and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. she says she will do her job. She tells him to go home and and be safe on the way home, you know, just be careful. And he turns to her and says, you too, with a smile. <laughs> what confused me about this is it's her nephew. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she either drop him home or like call her sister and be like, yo, your kid was just at my house. What the like, Yeah, right? true. Maybe they, they must live close by because she, she told him to walk. So maybe they're like neighbors. Right. That's what I assumed anyway. Like, they live next to each other. But, like, because it's, like, in Dairy Flat, you know, how the, the houses are next to each other, but there's, like, quite a distance between them. Could be. That would make more sense. Because I was thinking, like, if your nephew just showed up at your house, you'd be like, oh, I should tell my sister because she might be wondering where he is and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Come inside while I call my sister and she can come pick you up or I'll drop you home or mm-hmm. something like that. But she's like... Go home, Brendan. She's scared of him, I feel like. You reckon? I, I feel like she's getting weird vibes from him. She's like, leave. Like. Definitely weird vibes, mm. but I don't know. But maybe not scared that, like, yeah. Maybe she's Not just scared like, that he's, like, dangerous, but just, like, this, maybe kid, she's like, this, this kid's weird. acting fucking Yeah, weird. yeah, he's acting yeah. real strange. The back garden sensors go off again. She goes outside to check, leaving the door open. She checks the sensor. She, like, jumps in front of it, makes sure it's working properly. Um, and it's just completely died now. It won't turn back on. She heads back inside. She texts Noah that she's heading to bed. And we see Brendan standing in the corner of the room while she's doing this. It's so fucking creepy. (laughs) Merrily heads to bed as Noah drunkenly drives home. Uh, He's not swerving or anything, so I think he's only had like a couple of beers. Um, She turns off the light as we see masked Brendan standing in the doorway. And I'm... His eyes are starting to glow now. And I was did you think he was going to kill Merrily before Noah got home? Yeah. And Noah was going to, like, get home and just find her corpse or something yes, like that? Yes, I did think that. Yes, yeah, same. The first time I watched this, I was like, oh, she dead. Oh, she's so dead. She makes it to the end of the movie, doesn't she? Merrily? I don't know. It's probably in your nose. <laughs> it's probably in my nose. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm, I'm, like, 90% sure that she actually survives this movie. I don't think anyone else does, but I think she does. Maybe she does. (laughs) Noah arrives home and heads upstairs. Um, He kisses his wife and then goes to brush his teeth. And we see Brendan crouched in the upper corner of, like, the shower while he's brushing his teeth. And I'm like, this is some, like, goblin shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not Spider-Man? What do you mean? What are you doing out there? I was literally thinking in my head, I was like, this reminds me of, like, when you see tarantulas hiding, Mm. like, waiting for prey. You know, they just sort of, like, try and make themselves as small as possible and, like, like curl themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Brendan was doing in the shower corner. And I was just like, oh, it made me, like, really uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Noah hears a noise and sees a flicker of something heading into the wardrobe. Uh, inside, he finds Brendan, removes his mask, and just tells him, like, you know, what the fuck are you doing in my house, Brendan? I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. He rings him. He's just like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing wearing this yeah. weird shirt on your face? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing <laughs> <Take> in here? <laughs> <out. laughs> 
calls him a creepy weirdo. And <laughs> Frankie's a creepy weirdo. He is a creepy weirdo. Thank you, Uncle Noah. Um, and takes him to the car to drive him home. He's going to drop him home and then come home and go to sleep. Noah says he's going to tell Brendan's parents. And I think this is the moment when Brendan's like, oh, bye, no, Uncle Noah. <laughs> yep. Now Noah is a threat. That's the problem. As Noah tries to put Brendan in the truck, Brendan dawns his mask and flings Noah into the garage door. He puts on his mask and then, like, Noah puts a hand on him or something like that and just gets flung into the garage door. Noah, like, scrambles to his feet and Brendan's gone. So he, like, leaps into his car to try and escape. Awesome. As he drives, Brendan matches his speed and sort of... He's... I say matches his speed. He's kind of comes out of nowhere. Yes. Like, Noah's, like, driving down the highway or the, the road or whatever. He thinks he's getting like away that. and then suddenly he's, like, in front of him. Yeah. Or smashes into the side of the car first, doesn't he? Yeah, he smashes into the oh, yeah. side of the truck. And this is a big-ass car. It's one of those, I've got a tiny dick cars. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> these are the kind of drug... Like, they're in the country, it's fine. But, like, these are the guys, kind of <laughs> the kind of cars I see, like, driving around Auckland, a suburban Auckland, where the roads are barely wide enough for a car. You're like... Are you compensating? Yeah, I'm like, dude, why do you need a car three times the size of the car you need in Auckland? <laughs> it's one of those cars, but they live in the country, so it probably carries, like, tools. It's probably his work car, so that's absolutely fine. It makes sense. But it's a big-ass truck, mm-hmm. and it Brendan smashes into the side and takes out the engine. Not literally takes it out, but, like, smashes it enough that the car won't run anymore. Um, the car stops the engine is basically destroyed Noah tries to restart it he bangs on the dashboard which turns the headlights on and Brendan is stood just a few meters away staring at him the lights go off then come back on and Brendan is hovering a few meters away it's such a good escalation it's like standing there like normal child just wearing a fucked up mask lights go off come back on he's hovering there you're like oh that's not normal (laughs) that must be terrifying because you think he know this kid yeah Noah's reaction is actually kind of amazing he's like standing there and like he sees he sees um, Brendan hovering there he's like oh fuck no (laughs) (laughs) and like tries to start the car again like I appreciate this this reaction (laughs) the lights flicker and Brendan is now gone he's not there anymore anymore the truck is lifted from the back and is lifted high into the air and then dropped. So Noah basically has a head-on collision with the road. Yeah. <laughs> the steering wheel smashes into his jaw. Oh, and we get a close-up of it breaking as well. Um, Noah is still alive, bleeding, and he tries to hold his jaw together. This is so nasty. This is so... I forgot how gory... Like, there's only two gory scenes in this movie. And this is one of them. The other one's probably the eye, the eyeball thing. Plus, it's like your uncle that you actually liked. Like, he liked that uncle. He, yeah. It seemed like he was his favorite. He was the cool uncle. And you just got to fuck him up like that and, like, not even care. Because he became a threat. He's not fun uncle anymore. He's a threat. He just says, like, it kind of shows that he's not human. He has, like, no compassion at all. At all. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, uncle's, Uncle Noah's trying to, like, fix his jaw back into place and he's just bleeding everywhere. Um, as uh, as we see Brendan out through the smashed window from, like, Noah's perspective. 
Uh, Brendan approaches and takes off his mask. He takes a finger of blood from Noah. <laughs> Noah dies. Like, he bleeds to death, or he's probably got, like, a hell of a lot of broken bones or something like that. And um, Brendan uses the blood to mark his symbol into the road. What did you think of this scene? This entire, like, fucked up car crash scene? Yeah, it was really fucked up. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was fucked up. <laughs> the jaw is so, like... I don't know, just so like, gory. Yeah. It was pretty intense, like, imagining holding your own jaw. Trying to hold, put your jaw back, back on, on while you're bleeding to death and you've got, like, 12 and broken your ribs or whatever. nephew in front of you, like, doing this shit to you. Who's got, like, unbelievably, unbelievable speed and strength and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you'd be so confused while you're dying. <laughs> like, what um, the fuck is going on? How much should I drink? Yeah. How, how many beers did I have? Somebody spike me. Tori and Kyle are calling around trying to find Brendan. They're like calling his friends or whatever like that. Um, Brendan walks in the door holding his shirt. Um, I, I put covered in blood, I assume? Question mark. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, he makes up some story about being picked on. Um, making himself the victim, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. Like, trying to make his parents go into protective mode over him. And I thought that was an interesting turn. Because that's quite a... That's a big thing for narcissists, isn't it? You're always the victim. It's pretty smart. It's manipulative. He's very good at manipulating. Um, Especially his mum. Tori tries to take the shirt off him, but he clings to it before heading to his room. Tori and Kyle talk about... Um, they need to get Brendan some help, is what they talk about. They're just basically like, I think we need to get our son into therapy. <laughs> but maybe not his aunt. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, he goes to a therapist, but it's his aunt. So, like, yeah, she obviously... and she's only she's only a school counsellor. I think they need, like, a therapist. Next therapist. level. Yeah, yeah next, le- next level therapy, yeah. not like, I see you're having trouble, like, with your hormones or like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle wakes up in the night, but Tori is missing. He seems to be having uh, flashes of memories or something like that. He gets up to find, like, the woods sort of growing into the bedroom through, like, a door. And um, so it's, it's a dream. It's clearly yeah. a dream. He walks into the woods. A flashback to when they found Brendan, basically. Tori is holding baby Brendan. Uh, he rejoices at... Um, at Sorry, she rejoices at finally having a baby. She's, like, so happy that they finally have a kid as blood starts to soak through her clothes. Her eyes and face start bleeding, and as Kyle goes to take the baby, its eyes glow before it jumps at him. Yeah, that was cool. It was a cool little dream sequence that really sums up that, like, Kyle knows what's up, and it's not good. Uh, Kyle wakes up suddenly. Tori gets a phone call in bed. They meet They meet with Merrily in the hospital. And this is when they learn that Noah is dead. They think that he he died drink driving. They think that it was a drink driving accident. But like, wouldn't that be for that kind of like impact to the car? Wouldn't you expect there to be a second wreck mm. or like a fallen tree or something like that? He was just in what the. What did he hit? Yeah, what did he hit? He's literally just in the middle of the road. I guess maybe a truck. A truck, and you reckon, and they just thought that the truck drove off or something like that? Like, the truck was still functioning enough to go? You'd definitely question it, wouldn't you? I fucking would. 
<laughs> You're gonna be like, okay. Merrily Mer- also casually mentions that Brendan was at her house. She she says like, oh, did Brendan get home okay? And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, Brendan was at my house. Tori and Kyle confront Brendan. They tell him that Uncle Noah has died. And Brendan is unfazed and continues to eat his cereal. <laughs> it's like, um, so we have a really difficult thing to talk about. <sighs> Your Uncle Noah died. And he's like, he's like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, Tori, if those red flaggers ain't flying yet. <laughs> um, he looks up and says, I feel like you want me to cry or something. Completely unsympathetic. Like, completely unfeeling. Doesn't like, feel bad at all. It's like he doesn't understand emotions anymore, but I feel like at the beginning of the movie he did, and now he just doesn't. <laughs> Maybe because he knows he's not human. He's like, doesn't matter. And it's like beneath him now. Mm. Oh, that would make sense. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, I like <laughs> yes, it. it is. <laughs> Kyle asks why he was at Aunt Merrilee's. Brenda says he doesn't know. Um, Brenda says he doesn't know what happened to Uncle Noah. And Kyle calls this out as bullshit. As Kyle starts asking about Caitlin and asking what happened to Erica, he like he basically goes full out, like you know, all this weird shit has been happening, and you're at the center of it. What the fuck is going on? Brendan tries to leave, and Kyle grabs him up, grabs his arm. Brendan pushes Kyle across the room into, like, a china cabinet or something like that, and s- which smashes, obviously. He's literally been flung off his feet. Brendan leaves um, Tori to check that Kyle is okay. And this is, like, I think quite a pivotal turning point for the family. They can see that how strong he is. Like, I guess they've never really seen that before, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I think it just solidifies in Kyle's head that... What he's already thinking. Yeah, that, like, what happened to Caitlin, what's happened to Erica, what's happened to Noah yeah. was Brendan. Because he probably has a theory, but then once he sees... Once he gets a little thrown bit of evidence, across the fucking he's room, like, okay. he's like, okay, yep, definitely the sun. <laughs> While Brendan showers, Kyle checks his room, and behind the dresser he finds the shirt that he was trying to hide, and it is indeed covered in blood. Brendan enters and Kyle hides the shirt and apologizes for yelling at him. He like makes up an excuse. He's just like, oh, I just came to apologize. I'm sorry for yelling at you. You know, I didn't mean it. Mm. Kyle shows Tori the shirt and Tori refuses to believe it because apparently she's fucking blind. Oh, she's just being dumb. Like, she's trying to act like he's an orchid. Yeah. He's not an orchid. She's so desperate to She hold. knows he's not an orchid. She knows. She 100% knows he's because. Still out of the sky. He face planted outside her painting room. <laughs> <laughs> and she even tried to hide, like, the fact that he was trying to get into the barn the first time he got there and stuff like that. So she knows something's wrong. She just doesn't want to confront it because it might destroy their family. But she's Levitating. Yes. Yes. Just fucking hovering <laughs> above the cellar door. And she's like, this is perfectly fine. I can fix this. <laughs> Kyle, um, Kyle feels guilty because, oh no, sorry. Tori doesn't believe it. And she says that Kyle is just feeling guilty because he let Noah drive home drunk and now he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's using Brendan as a scapegoat. And Kyle says more people will die if they don't do something. So she's trying to blame him. Um, and Tori says, I will never turn on our son, is what she says. 
bad decision, lady. Yeah, but Tori, don't see it as like turning on your son. See it as like helping improve his possibly psychotic episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's not turning against your son. It's getting your son help. That's what we're seeing it as. <laughs> Kyle uh, doesn't see Brendan as his son anymore. More as a thing they found in the woods. Uh, Tori storms off at this point. The sheriff looks at Noah's case and notices Brendan's symbol and that fact that it matches what happened at the diner. The same symbol was in the diner. Yeah, this is what I mean. He's like quite smart because people, like some detectives wouldn't have noticed no, that. I kind of wish we got a, a bit more of this detective because I think this is the last scene before like the finale. Mm. So I kind of wanted a bit more of his like investigation. He's kind of already realizing. Yeah, he's like, okay, let's look into this. two people. Yeah. Like, most serial killers kill quite a few before they, like, connect them. Yeah, yeah. And if they do get caught early, they usually have, like, plans to kill other people mm. that the police can, like, track or, like, you know, they'll have made notes about who they wanted to kill and stuff like that. Yeah. And all of Brendan's kills are kind of personal as well, which is yeah, interesting. Uh, Kyle looks through a box of memories before joining Tori in bed. Kyle says that he's going to take Brendan out this weekend to reconnect with him. They're going to go on a hunting trip together. I reckon this looking through the box of, like, old photographs and stuff like that was him basically saying goodbye. It is, yeah. It's like, you know, this is not this is not the son I know anymore, mm. and I'm going to fix it. Brendan and Kyle pack the car. Tori says goodbye to them, and the hunting trip begins. They drive out to the woods. As they walk around, Kyle with rifle in hand, we cut to Tori, who is painting as the sheriff pull, pulls up on the driveway. She greets them. The sheriff is asking about Brendan. Uh, he shows Tori the symbol, uh, which she has already seen in Brendan's notebook because he'd scribbled it like 400 times when she asked him, like, what's that? <laughs> the sheriff thinks the symbol looks like a pair of back-to-back bees. Yeah, he's so smart. This detective is, like, fucking on it. He's so on I was it. like, it's a line with four triangles. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> but be, um, yeah, two Bs, Brendan Briar. I think, yeah, I think when I first saw the symbol, I didn't connect it as BB until he actually said that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Definitely not. I was like, mm. I wonder what that is. Is that like an alien symbol or? Yeah. Tori says um, she doesn't see it. She tells the sheriff he needs to leave now. Bitch. And she goes back inside. <laughs> just me off. <laughs> you completely turned on on poor Tori. Just like for fuck's sake, woman! All the evidence is staring you in the face. <laughs> Come on, Harry Potter, Jesus. <laughs> Brendan in the woods spots deer tracks. Uh, Tori runs to. We're now cutting back and forth between Tori in the house, the Briar house, and. Um, Kyle and Brendan on the hunting trip. So Brendan spots some deer tracks. Tori runs to Brendan's room and grabs the notebook to check the symbol. Um, as Brendan bends down to check the deer tracks, Kyle begins to aim his rifle. Yes, do it. I was like, do it, do it. <laughs> it's so intense though. Like this cutting back and forth, like it got my heart pounding so much. I was like, uh, 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 it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, we knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> like, but still, he's going to be bulletproof. Fucking shoot him. <laughs> Tori finds the symbol written again and again and again, as well as drawings of his killings um, and the masked Brightburn figure. 
the uh, Brendan with his mask hovering in the air. Yeah, and like close ups of the glass and the eye and like yes. the guy's jaw. He fucking loves that shit. Yep, he he'd drawn the image of um Erica pulling out the glass from her eye. He'd drawn the image of Noah in the crashed uh truck. <laughs> Um, we right. see a drawing of uh, Brandon burning the world as well. It's like him in space um, using his laser vision to like cook the planet. <laughs> and I was just like, what is he having to shave? <laughs> you can't rule a planet if it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was gonna, if I was superpowered, I want to rule the planet, not destroy it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is what their species does. They just, they're like a universal plague. They arrive on a planet, they force whatever inhabitants live there to raise their young, and then they destroy the planet. <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't want to raise their young. Because they might destroy their own planet. <laughs> this is true. You don't, want, you don't want to raise your kids at home because they just destroy the planet. Just destroy everything. Kyle shoots Brandon in the back of the head, and it does nothing but he kind of like he felt it he felt it he kind of like oh what was that <laughs> oh was that a bug <laughs> he turns shocked at what his father has done kyle reloads but when he goes to aim brendan is gone awesome kyle runs <laughs> Because what else are you going to do? He's like, fuck it. And this, you know that. I was like, you fucked my man. There's I, no going back. You can't run. You can't hide. You and can't you, apologize. You, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shoot you. I thought you were a deer. I slipped on my trigger. <laughs> Kyle runs. We see Brendan flying behind him, like just past in the background. Um, Kyle sees the masked figure as he runs. He's knocked down, and Brendan stands above him. Kyle begs as Brendan holds him eye to eye before shooting lasers into his face. <laughs> and then eventually melting a hole through Kyle's head. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a death. What a great death. If I die in a horror movie, I want it to be something like this. Mm. This is great. Yeah, better than getting glass in your eye. Oh, oh, the glass in the eye. No, I can't do it. It's too... Oh, eyes and Achilles heels. I can't do them. You know in horror movies when there's like someone hiding under the bed and then they like cut the back of someone's heel? Oh. I hate that shit. That doesn't get me as much. But also like what gets me is, you know, a black swan when she like pulls her fingernail and like peels back. Yeah. Have you, you got the fingernails then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we should watch The Fly. <laughs> I did it with Laura not that long ago. Oh. He pulls off all his fingernails. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, Tori tries to call Kyle. The phone is picked up and she says that there is definitely something wrong with their son. Brendan is fucked up. (laughs) She asks for, um, (laughs) and then we just hear Brendan is, Brandon is on the other side. Yeah. And he's just like, hi, mom. And he's just like, where's Kyle? And she's, and, um, Brendan's just like, Kyle's gone. And I'm just like, oh, this is really sad as well. So sad. And then she asks, where are you? And he just says, I'm home, mum. And we get a shot from outside and he's like in the sky above the house and he just crushes the cell phone. Brandon is hovering above the house. He crushes the phone. Tori calls out for him. And suddenly the house starts shaking like an earthquake, just like in the beginning of the movie. As Tori runs through the house before managing to get to cover under the kitchen counter. Like he is—is is it at this point when 
No, I don't think Brendan's starting to fly through the house yet. He's just making the house shake. Um, but yeah, he's. I don't know what he's doing to make this happen. He's just shaking the house. He's like, "Hey, mum, what are you doing?" <laughs> Brendan, Brendan, uh, not Brendan. Uh, Tori calls the sheriff, and he's just like, "You were right. It's my fun help." <laughs> Um, police pick up as Brendan begins flying through the house at high speed. Do you reckon he's trying to hit her or just scare the shit out of her? I don't know. Probably just scare her. Probably just scare her at this point. Mm. Like, prolong her death or whatever he's like that. He's definitely a psycho. Like, he gets a rise out of this. So I he probably like, loves yeah. it when people are like, I don't know. But I, at the same time, I don't know. I think he actually does care about Tori. Yeah. I think there is a part of him, however small, that, like, loves his mum. It's like when he's in a trance, he can't see it, but when she manages to snap him out of it, he he does. Yeah, this is why I'm, like, confused about whether it's the hive mind thing or whether he's actually evil. Well, also, I was thinking, like, serial killers and stuff, and they get in, like, this blind rage when they kill people. Yeah. So it can be like that. That's true, because a lot of people talk about how, like, they black out or something like that. Yeah. So maybe it's like that. But I don't know, because sometimes it's definite, deli- definitely deliberate. Mm-hmm. For sure. But he definitely loves his mum as well. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, Tori looks out the window and sees um, Brendan hanging high in the sky, just hovering there, sort of looking down at the house. The sheriff is called to the Briar house. Tori looks and Brendan is gone. She looks out again and he's not there anymore. Brendan does this a lot. He needs to stop that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Police arrive at the house. Tori um, has headed upstairs in the the meantime, but here's the sheriff calling out to her. He's like, Tori, Tori, here, you need to come to us. We can get you to safety or whatever. She hears... Um, she has a near miss with Brendan as she walks through the hallway. He like zooms past just in front of her or something like that, like smashing through the wall in front of her. Cause he's like, he's flying at super speed, just making Brendan sized holes throughout the house. And that's pretty weird actually now that you talk about it. Like, what is he hoping to achieve by this? Yeah, cause it feels like part of him wants to kill her part of him doesn't Mm. so now he's just in this middle ground where he's almost killing her right yeah the police hear the commotion inside um Tori manages to run to the front door where the sheriff is waiting uh the sheriff like is like come on I'll I'll help you and he like reaches out a hand and like as she's about to reach him he's gone the sheriff is gone and we get a shot of the porch where there's just blood and bits of meat splattered across the porch and across the lawn and up to the like guard garden fence across the way. Yeah, he he's, gone. He yeah, gone. <laughs> he got hit at full speed and now it's just like roadkill across the porch. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Cause it's so sudden as well. You're like, oh yeah, they're gonna she's gonna reach the cop. Oh, the cop's gone. Yeah, I did not think he was going to help at all. I was like, she shouldn't have called him. He's going to die. If he goes at this in. point, you're like, no one, no one can help. Yes. This is- <laughs> Leave the poor cops alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, the sheriff is currently splattered across the porch. The second officer, who was with the sheriff, um, and Tori managed to retreat into the house. Office- I'm surprised that officer's still like, oh, yeah, I can help you. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> she did not just <laughs> run away screaming. Like, what the fuck is that shit? Your kid has issues, girl. So out of yourself. I don't know. Brenda's moving so fast. She probably doesn't even know that it's human. 
It's just, it's just something hit the sheriff and now he's dead. <laughs> like, it's so weird. The officer loads her shotgun and calls for backup on her radio as Tori hides under the bed. The officer heads upstairs and comes face to face with Brendan outside the window. He's like, oh, it's so creepy. As she calls, uh, as she calls in, Brendan disappears. She like calls in and she's just like, there's like, the, I don't think she knows it's Brendan. She's like, there's a figure outside or something like that. Mm. She's like, we need backup. Yeah. And then Brendan disappears. And we turn to see Brendan is now stood behind her. And then Tor- we, we, we now see it from Tori's perspective as all we hear is the officer screaming and being like smashed around. Yeah. You just hear like thumping and banging and this poor officer screaming for help. <gasps> it's like Brendan's taking out his like anger on her. <laughs> poor lady. Poor lady. Who like hasn't been in this movie yet. <laughs> yeah, what does she do to you, Brendan? <laughs> Chill. Chill, man. <laughs> Uh, the last thing we see, the officer's body lands next to the bed. She's still sort of alive, like on the brink of death. She's like been contorted and snapped and broken and bloody and bruised. Um, yeah, lands beside the bed. Brendan whistles as he floats into the room. This is a callback right back to the beginning of the movie where they were doing the hide and seek thing. So he's like looking for his Yeah, he's, he's playing hide and seek with his mum. But it's so cool because you see it from underneath the bed and you just see his trainers and the bottom of his cape floating past the bed. It's so creepy. (laughs) It's so, so creepy. Um, Tori holds her breath to make sure he can't hear. When she thinks he's left, she crawls out from behind the bed. And I was like, nope, you just live there now. You live under that bed. Do not leave. Brandon zaps back into the room, but Tori has managed to climb out of the window. She's sort of hanging outside the bedroom window. Um, she lets go and falls to the ground. Um, she manages... Oh, she gets a cut on her, her hand as she falls. Mm-hmm. And that sort of... It, Reminds her. It tweaks something in her brain and she goes... <gasps> he does bleed. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, when Brendan fell on the pod... The jagged metal of the pod cut his hand. And she goes, oh. <laughs> um, Yep, she, so she makes a leg out. She runs for the barn. Brendan um, bursts out of, out of the house and follows. Tori manages, I don't know how she manages to outrun him, but she does. She manages to make it to the barn. Um, she he doesn't realize where she's going. Maybe. She's like almost there. Yeah, I think he doesn't realize that she, what she's, or that the fact she's heading to the barn until she's like, like just heading into the, like under the roof, under the canopy of the barn. Mm-hmm. And that's when he starts heading over. Uh, Tori makes it to the cellars um, as Brendan starts trying to destroy the building. Like the whole barn starts shaking just like the house did. The ship starts flashing. As we see, like, the entire, like, cellar area is lit red. As we see Erica's body, we found Erica. Oh, yes, yes. She's been, like, I don't know, dismembered. She's been, like, dismembered at, like, her Her legs are gone. all out. Yeah, her, like, arm has been split open, like, if you were, like, dissecting a frog and, like, her guts are hanging out and stuff like that. This is Erica. This is what happened to Erica. And I... I hope she was dead before he started filleting her, to oh, be I honest. I didn't even think about that. Otherwise, she's, she's just been in the barn being cut apart. 
for however, who knows how long. I mean, you'd probably bleed out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, actually, true. I hope she got a swift death. Um, Tori breaks off a shard of metal from the ship and calls out for Brendan. Go, girl. I was like, yes, you got this. I was like, you got it. She can kill him. We're on your side. You can do it. Um, He whistles and they meet at the entrance of the barn. She says that she never stopped loving him. And this is why I think that there's still some sort of relationship. Brendan is not like full psychopath. He's still like, he still loves his mum. Yeah, well, he still had those 12 years of that experience. I think it's like, he's killed everyone who's a threat. Mm. And if she can prove she's not a threat, then she's his mum again. That's right. It's like he's got a switch in his brain that's either like threat or not. It's like, are you on my side? Yeah. And if you're you're not, then you're gone. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you were to me before. If you're a threat, you're dead. Yes. Um, She removes his mask and calls him a blessing because, you know, he was her miracle child. She She says there's good inside him and he says he does want to do good. And they hug. Oh, and that's the end of our movie. So lovely. That's how it <laughs> <laughs> You wish. Yeah, no, no, this is not how the movie ends. Um, she tries to stab him in the back with the shard from the ship. No, but she says something before that, right? She says, you'll always be my baby or my little, bo- my blessing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you'll always be my baby Like, boy I'll always or... love you. And that to me was dumb because I'm like... That's so obvious that you're going to do something. Yeah. If you're like, it oh, sounds like a goodbye. Stay- it sounds like a goodbye. Just fucking stab him. Yeah. Then say that. <laughs> and then as he's, he's dying. The- yeah, as he's bleeding on the floor, dying and no longer a threat, you, you, you say, I will always love you. And then you decapitate him to make sure he does not get back up again. <laughs> but no, she tries to stab him. He catches her hand. He grabs her and just flies into the sky. As high up as he can, all the way into the clouds. She's now covered in blood because I assume he used her head to break the fucking barn roof <laughs> because she's taller than him. Mm. So she probably grabbed her, grabbed her, flew up, and it was smashed her through the roof. Yeah, it was her impact that broke the roof, not him. Probably, <laughs> so which is, would explain why she's now like covered in blood. And he flies all the way up to the fucking clouds. They linger in the sky for a moment. He without his mask. So it actually looks like Brendan now, not this like ominous masked figure. She gently and lovingly sort of touches his face. And he just sort of looks at her blankly for a second and then lets go. And that's the last thing we see of her. She, we, we get a shot of Tori falling back down to the earth as um, Brendan turns and a plane approaches from the other direction. I thought for a second it was going to hit a movie that yet. <laughs> that would be a great ending to the movie. And, and then Brendan died by plane. Um, yeah, we just see a plane for a quick second and then we cut. Next morning we see the wreckage of the Briar house. We see FBI agents investigating. We see the downed plane splattered across the, the farmlands. Um there, we, we learned that there were no survivors from the crash as well. Brendan probably made sure of that. <laughs> because now it looks like everything that happened to the officers, to his mum and everything like that, was just the fact that, you know, a plane had a fault and it crashed into the house. And, oh, so sad it killed everyone. Yeah. So it's, again, very manipulative and very clever. Yeah. 
Because he's like sat in the back of an ambulance having a cookie. It is interesting because it's like he clearly doesn't want people to know what he is, at, you know. Yet. Like, yeah. Um, Maybe he needs to do a bit more growing up before he's ready for that. But I do like the fact that as we pan around the wreckage of the plane, we see Brendan's symbol ri- drawn in blood on like one of the pieces of wreckage. Yes. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, the assumption is the plane crashed into the house, killing everyone. And then we cut to a, we, we see Brendan eating his cookie in the back of an ambulance with like the security blanket on and everything like that. And we just get title card, Brightburn. Somehow he survives. Apparently. Yeah. And then we get some sort of, while the credits start rolling, we see, we get news reports of a figure over Brightburn, they say. Then reports of disasters as Brendan basically destroys the town piece by piece. You see him flying through like buildings and just watching the buildings crumble as he comes through them and stuff like that. So he clearly continued his rampage. We get a cameo from Michael Rooker. I love Michael Rooker. He is amazing. You might know him from, if you've ever seen the horror movie Slither. Or the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? Mm-hmm. He's Yondu. Oh, yeah. The guy who whistles with his arrow? Yes. Yeah, that's Michael Rooker. Um, he, yeah, he does a cameo here. Um, we see Brendan's, um, he's basically like a conspiracy YouTuber or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's doing like conspiracy YouTube or something like that. And he's talking about the disasters in Brightburn and everything like that. And, you know, it's some sort of mutant people or something like that. We see Brendan's symbol burnt into the fields of Brightburn. Um, Rooker mentions that Brendan isn't the only one. This is what I loved. And this is why I wish this movie had sequels. I feel like it could definitely have a sequel. Because, yeah, they mentioned Brendan isn't the only one. There was some sort of fish man out of China and some sort of woman strangling people with ropes, which I assume is... This movie's take on Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Oh, I thought he was. It was just like trying to show that he was a crazy conspiracy theorist and that people wouldn't believe what he was saying, but he actually was getting it right. I, I, I assume that's how people saw it, but at the same time, I wrote. I didn't make that connection that those other two were. That, that yeah, no, because there were actual reports of a fishman in China and actual reports of some some young woman strangling people with a rope, which I assume is Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Oh, like it all turned bad. Yeah, like this is the dark versions of them. And I so wish we got movies for all of them. I would love like a dark Aquaman who drowns people and, I don't know, sends sharks after people and things like that. Stop putting plastic in the ocean. And And an evil Wonder Woman strangling people with her rope and stuff like that would have been so cool. Our final image of the movie is of Rooker yelling about how they're going to destroy the world. And next to him are six images of superhumans who have appeared across the planet. There's obviously Brightburn, there's whoever the Fishman is, there's a Wonder Woman one, there's one who looks like the Flash, there's one who looks like Cyborg, and one with just a question mark on it. Mm. And I was like, they're literally doing like a Dark Justice League. Cool. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I wish this movie had sequels. I want the other movies in this series. When did it come out? This movie's 2019. So they could still be. It wasn't that long ago. This is what, uh, four years ago now? So they could still make it. They could still make sequels. I really hope they do. But that brings us to the end of Brightburn 2019. So give you give me your overalls for this movie. What did you think as far as like the script, the dialogue, just the themes, just in general, give me your overalls for this movie. What did you think? 
and I thought it was good. It was actually scary. Lots of horror movies don't really scare me. Oh, really? But, like, the... It depends what you're... What character, you're, Brian Byrne, he was actually, like... Terrifying. Pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's the disappearing, reappearing thing. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> I don't know. I think to me it was just, like, he actually seemed evil. Like, he actually gave was you, enjoying this. Yeah. Gave you the willies. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, I thought the costuming was really cool. Like I said before, how they, like, and how they foreshadowed things quite a lot. Yes, I had never... You, you pointed out the, the blanket, like, sort of clinging to his shoulders as he, like, got up that first time. Mm. And I had not noticed that before. I literally paused it and I was like, look, Jeff, it's like... It's like it a cape. It looks like a cape. I was like, that's really cool how they did that. That's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really think I have any complaints. Like, this movie's... and everything. Yeah, it's pretty... Good. It's well acted. It's well written. It does... It's pacing's pretty good. I think it's very good at escalating mm. as opposed to, as opposed to going like four hundred miles an hour, then two miles an hour, then four hundred, then two. It does a good escalation of things where like the tension never never really subsides. It just changes format. Mm. Like it's a chase scene, and then it's a like, why aren't they doing something about this? And then it's a chase scene, and then uh, but it keeps escalating. Like I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, so for your personal rating, your personal enjoyment about uh, for this movie, what would you give it? One being awful, ten being amazing. Where would you scale this for yourself? Like just for my personal enjoyment, I'd yeah. probably say an eight out of ten. It's yeah, yeah. I put eight to eight point five. Mm. Damn good movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's a really, and we don't really get many dark superhero, like not horror superhero movies. Mm. So yay! It was really dark. It yeah. was very very dark. Yeah. Like pulling glass out of your eye and like trying to fix your jaw back on and this fucking 12 year old murdering people. Yeah. I mean, the gore, like, there's a lot of gory movies that it was like dark on another level with this, like. It yeah. felt appropriate. Like, the gore didn't feel out of place. You know, in some horror movies where it's just like, oh, and now she's been like disemboweled and you're just like, yeah, but why was the mm. point? But this movie, like, when it, when it did gore, it felt right. Like it it fit. It did it well. Yeah, it did it well and it did it with purpose. It wasn't just like. And it wasn't like all throughout, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. There's maybe like three bits of gore, maybe four. The dad's death isn't. Kyle's death isn't really gory. Uh, but definitely, like, pulling the glass out of your eye. The jaw. The jaw. And Erica's body at the end is quite. Yeah. Quite disturbing. But overall, I thought this was a great movie. And also, can I just mention that the credits roll to Billie Eilish's bad guys? Yeah, that was I cool. Thought, I thought that was great. <laughs> I'm the bad guy, duh. I'm the bad guy, duh. <laughs> and I was just like, so fuck good. yes, <laughs> own it. <laughs> so we like to give uh, credit where credit's due here. So is there a particular actor or character that you'd like to give props to in this movie? Probably the kid. The kid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brendan. He did really well. Um, He's like, got a great scowl. Yeah, the kind of switch <laughs> to me between, like, acting like a normal child and then, like, something switches in him and he's, like, Full creepy. Fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Even just the way he says things, like, even to his parents, you're like, the, oh. The moment that sticks in my head is when he's talking, when he says goodbye to Mary Lee at that house. Mm. That was, I loved him in that little, that little moment where he's, where she's like, you know, go home, you know, be safe. And he turns to her and says, you too. Yeah. And gives her a smile. I was just like, 
That is so good. Well, even so when good. he's like trying to get the gun off his dad and he's like, give it to me. Like, he's all like happy and it's his birthday and then he just <laughs> suddenly switches. He's, like, give it to me. Like, bangs his so fist pretty. on the table like, yeah. Oh, yeah it's really good yeah absolutely this kid is amazing I need to look him up actually and see what else he's done because mm. he, he probably looks different now because yeah. he's young in this movie so he did do a really good job actually and I quite liked the Uncle Noah Uncle Noah well. was good as well I think I know that actor from other things but I don't know the actor's he's name Mum yeah Elizabeth Banks no the program Mum oh the program Mum oh Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't know that. Mm. Um, yeah, I wanted to give props to Elizabeth Banks, who played Tori. I thought she did a fantastic job. As yeah. frustrating as it is sometimes for that character where you're just like... Are you stupid? Like, Come on, woman. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous. Do something about it. But at the same time, like, Elizabeth Banks just did a fantastic job. You could see in her, like, eyes and her demeanor the, like, struggle between knowing her son is a monster and not being able to let go of that connection. Yeah. And that scene at the end, that little moment where she like strokes his face, so sad. And then he just lets go of her. It probably is quite realistic too, because like people do end up covering for their kids sometimes when they do murder people. Yeah. And some parents like of serial killers and stuff like that, just stay in denial. They still support them. Yeah. Or they or, deny. Or, yeah. They're just like, no, no, not my you son. You never do that. Yeah. And they're just like, we found him with the knife and the bodies. And he's like, no. He had pictures of this. <laughs> yeah. Under his bed. Like. <laughs> and parents are just like, nope, not my child. It's a, it's like a defense mechanism to like protect your offspring. Mm. I assume. Genetically speaking. But anyway, that brings us to the end of Brightburn 2019. Thank you so much for joining me, Jess. And I'm so glad you enjoyed this movie. Yes, it was good. And, I'm uh, glad I finally watched it. Yeah, because it's been on your like watch list for a while now. Eh? And you're like, at some point, I will watch this. But then Jeff said it was like really dark. So I was like, oh, is it going to be like fucked up? And it was, but it was great. It was, but in the right way. Yeah. And I hope you come back for another episode. Otherwise, um, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks again to our guests and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>